And now, and now, and now, item, 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 item with Tommy Lee. Item with Tommy Lee. Tommy Lee. Item. I'm Tommy Lee, and this is the Item Podcast. It's my random record button for whatever's in my head at any given time. And today, it's a story that you watch every year. In fact, you probably even participate in it. Item number 95, the bracket. Ah, yes, the bracket. The annual document where you pretend that you have any idea what has happened during a season of college basketball that 90% of the people, likely you being one of them, didn't see any of. Maybe you went to B-dubs for dinner one night and saw roughly 40 minutes of Xavier or Arizona or Michigan playing. Your local news probably gave you an idea of how the university closest to your home did this year, which was written in the enthusiasm or lack thereof in the sports announcer's face. Beyond that, you really have no clue whatsoever. But you know what? You'll wager five bucks that you can guess better than anyone else can. And just what are those guesses based on? Well, usually it's one of the following factors. I've always liked this school. I went to this school. My insert random family member here went to this school. Someone I know went to this school. Or they seriously thought about it. I seriously thought about it. Hey, this school is due. They're totally due. This school sounds like a school that should be a higher seed than it actually is. A double-digit school always surprises a big single-digit school in the first round. So why not South Dakota State? Gonzaga, hey, they were the big surprise that one year when I was a kid, so I'm totally picking them to go to the Elite Eight because I remember that. Uh, The school is in the state of Kentucky. The school is in the state of North Carolina. The school is not in the state of Texas. You know, I've never heard of this school, but they have a cool name. You know, this school just sounds like the kind of school that would beat Cincinnati. You know, this school really sucks at football, so they have to be good at basketball. And on and on. I mean, before you know it, you have used all of these justifications in your head to fill out a sheet. You've handed over a nice, crisp Abraham Lincoln, or maybe a really badly wrinkled one, and you're prepared to pretend that you're really into the NCAA basketball scene again. Hell, you might even have multiple sheets in multiple pools representing multiple bets, some of them even richer than five bucks. Look, I'm not saying it's all bad. There's an excitement, there's an air about the tournament that I respect. There's an energy to watching these kids take to the hardwood, something that's important to them and the fans, something that's absent in the NBA these days, really. I respect that it generates this kind of excitement, something that my beloved game of hockey never manages to do, even when the cup final is interesting. I'm just saying that when all is said and done, I can't get excited about basketball or about automatically losing a fiver. And that's usually the case for most of us. Now, look, I say that as a guy who was born in Las Vegas and for some reason has absolutely no gambling or wagering skills whatsoever. If I fill out a bracket, I might as well just pull five bucks out of my wallet, make a little paper airplane with it, and whip it in the direction of the St. Joe River. If you're like most of the people who fill out a bracket, you're usually done within the first 24 hours. Some 15 seed sweeps in and kills off the number two you had going all the way or you picked all of the 8-9 games wrong, you believed in Purdue, something went wrong. Look, if it doesn't happen in the first day, chances are you're going to be history by the end of the first weekend. Complete and utter toast. But someone, someone has to advance. 
will it be? Well, perhaps you're one of the extremely lucky. Maybe there have been enough surprises in the bracket this year that your random guesses were enough to overcome the battalion of favorites that fell early that year. But chances are that there are three types specifically of people who advance toward the money in your bracket long after your particular bracket has detonated. And let's consider those those people, shall we? All right, person one is the devoted college basketball fan. They watch more pumpkin bouncing at the collegiate level each year than is probably healthy. They know the stats. They can name the players on most of the important teams. And they can even tell you the ones that are likely to play against LeBron next year. They can also name the winners of the past 10 tournaments without having to think about it and who the runners-up were. They've won the office pool at least twice, and they're genuinely upset when they don't. Okay. Person two is absolutely maddening to lose to. It's the little old lady from Accounts Payable who knows absolutely nothing about the sport other than the orange ball goes through the circle. She fills out her bracket by asking what colors the teams wear. She probably won't watch any of the games until she reads the email telling her that she has a chance to win the whole thing, and then she'll watch. And if she doesn't win the whole thing, she will come uncomfortably close and make you question your sports fandom. You will legit be a little bit upset with her for a few days after the tournament, for really no good reason whatsoever. But even worse to lose to is person number three. And to their credit, not every office allows this sort of participation, but many still do. Person three is the family member of someone who works with you, someone you've never met, someone who has absolutely no business even being part of your office pool because they don't work there. And chances are very good that person three is participating because they are also a person one or possibly even a person two. By the way, if you do win the whole thing somehow, chances are slim to none that you'll even remember who the top two teams were that won it for you come next March. Because this is the sport of right now. No one remembers it. And the players aren't remembered, at least not in this regard, likely because they will declare for the draft and start getting paid by the Grizzlies or the Celtics or the hilariously named Pelicans, rather than go back to their English lit books and a bunch of rules about how they have to behave on the campus of Tournament Cinderella State University. However, if the tournament brings you joy, who am I to say that it isn't worth skipping a Starbucks purchase or two to gamble a little in public? Although, of course, officially, this is all for entertainment purposes only. This has been the Item Podcast. It comes out sporadically here at Audio Boom and at iTunes, Google Play, iHeartRadio, and was recently added to the paddock of podcasts at Spotify and TuneIn. We are a scrappy 14th seed still trying to make it work, 95 pages in. Uh, You can hear it at CastBox, Player.fm, you know what, whatever app you prefer to use. It doesn't really follow much of a regular schedule, so if you want to hear the item, subscribe to it. Item passed the 15,000s listens mark not too long ago. I think we're at 15.6 now. Gotta like that. Uh, I want to thank all of you for all of that. Meanwhile, people are starting to drop pretty frequently and dramatically at my other podcast, The Archive. Yes, many murders. Many, many murders. Episode 5 of our Season 1 story, Share to Share, will be posted Friday, this coming Friday, on most of these same providers. And if you enjoy these podcasts, please help spread the word to like-minded friends who are looking for something to entertain them after the University of Maryland, Baltimore County snuffed Virginia out in the first round and pretty much gave your friends no reason to care about being entertained by the rest of the tournament. 
And as usual, thanks for listening. The item is part of the opt-in on-demand family of podcasts. This has been Item with Tommy Lee. Podcasts by Federated Media. Podcasts by Federated Media.